Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Do you feel like your relationship isn't fair? Maybe you feel like you're always the one doing more of the heavy lifting, making more of the plans, uh, figuring out the money, whatever it is. Well, if that's what you've been feeling lately, then today's episode is for you. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your ever-loving host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I'm very happy to be here with you here today. We're doing a Ask Dr. Abby segment. Uh, And I had this great question come in, which a lot of you have asked. So I'm going to be answering it about the fairness in a relationship. So I'm going to read the question or, you know, what this uh, person sent in, this uh, woman sent in. And... uh, we're going to call her Faith. So I'm making that up. <laughs> Faith says, first of all, she says, love your podcast, got your book, working my way through it. So thank you, Faith, for supporting. Here it is. Here's my topic request. How to change having to do all the planning for everything. Uh, she's talking about her and her partner and how they <clears throat> love to travel. They love to, you know, go see things, uh, entertainment, shows, art, music, whatever. And she says that I'm always the one who plans it all from, you know, from figuring out how to get the money together for it 
to, to the actual execution and making all the plans. And I definitely get asked this a lot. This is something that comes up quite a bit. And there were a lot of others of you writing in about it. Um, you know, and she's just talking about how it's exhausting to do this now. And this comes up a lot too. She's mentioning that her husband, uh, you know, he'll definitely, if she, if she tells him to do something, if she kind of takes charge and says, Hey, could you do this or this? He'll do it. He just won't take the initiative to do it. Uh, the other issue that she writes about again, that's very common is that, you know, at work, he seems fine. He, he has an agenda. He has a good job. He's very efficient and great at work. He can get all this stuff done. But then when it comes to home, he doesn't do those things. And so, uh, you know, what do you do? How do I make, and, and she's really great. Faith is wonderful in how she kind of lays it out. Like, how do we keep doing the activities we enjoy, but, you know, in a way that is more equitable. And, oh, this is such a great topic. So let me just say, I've got a lot of things to, <laughs> I've got a lot of things to say about it. Um, so first, first things first, there's a whole piece of emotional labor between men and women. I, you know, some days I'm shocked that heterosexual relationships ever work, I must say. So I did do a whole podcast on emotional labor. I'm not going to spend a ton of time here. I will link to it on the show notes page, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. Go check out the show notes page for this episode. But having said that, we know that um, that's a big deal. And emotional labor, meaning that uh, women tend to take on all the pieces of uh, holding the emotions for a family and holding kind of the family together. And so this is what kind of happens. And then men, yeah, like uh, I had a, I had a couple, this is a little bit ago now, but it's a good example of it. He was, she was kind of complaining about the same sort of thing. She was talking about the same sort of thing and her issue with it. And he, in a, you know, was upset and saying, you know, just the other night, apparently one of their kids was sick and they both work full time, this couple. And he said, I was up all night with our daughter who had a fever. You know, I, I was up. It was me. You know, I knew that he knew his wife had a really early morning meeting or something that was very important. So he, they decided that and he was up and he was great. And he was patting himself on the back. And I said to him, did you have Tylenol for your daughter? And he goes, well, yeah. And I said, did you buy it? He said, no. I said, did you even know where it was or did you have to come ask? And they both were kind of laughing. And he said, yeah, I had, I had to ask her. I said, okay. I said, was there a thermometer handy? Yep. Same thing. He had to go ask her and it was there. I said, you know, have you ever run out of toilet paper in your house? Have you ever, <laughs> there's all kinds of things. This is the emotional labor. This is the, you know, I said to him, did you call into school the next day for your daughter as the attendance or did, you know, did your wife, did you follow up and make sure that the homework got home for her, that the things she needed got back in the house, you know, all those little things. Did you make the follow-up doctor appointment? And he said, well, yeah, I did. He got all excited. And I said, great. Did you have the doctor's name and number? Did you do that? Or did you have to go ask your wife? And again, you know, he had to ask her for like their medical record number for the daughter and where the insurance card was. And again, that is women in emotional labor, holding all these pieces that, uh, all take time, attention, and parts of us. So that is one thing that you're talking about here. And again, I, I do that on a whole separate podcast. So I'm going to, that piece of this is something else to work on. So I'm going to just link to that and uh, just say that I notice it and we're going to move on. The big piece here is this idea of equitable 
really, well, equity versus equality, which we talk about a lot, of course, when it comes to diversity, but it's very applicable to relationships. And we don't, I think, talk about it enough in relationships because, you know, so when we talk about like equality, it's that everybody gets the same. So if we talk about equality in a relationship, it would mean that everything's 50-50, you know, everyone's doing their quote unquote fair share, pulling their weight, doing their piece and holding things. And that's never completely true, but, you know, we can feel that. Equity really means that resources are distributed by need. So if someone needs something more than someone else. So let's say I'm married and uh, and my husband um, can't work because he's, I don't know, uh, maybe he hurt himself or maybe he's severely depressed and he got disabled. Um, it's those resources. Now I'm earning it all, but we're, you know, we're using a lot, maybe more of those resources for my husband. Maybe we have to pay for a lot of doctor's visits and, uh, I don't know, a lot of care and, you know, maybe there's a lot more money going there than to me. And so it's not equal, you know, it's not fair, like exactly equal. I mean, it could be fair, but you know what I mean? It's not exactly equal, but it's equitable. So, and this happens to me, this is really the crux of so much in relationships is that we are, it's hard not to do this. We are raised this way. I did a whole TED talk about this. If you haven't seen my TED talk, go check it out. Uh, if you put Abby Metcalf TED talk into YouTube, you can find it. I talk about the real reason relationships fail. I've talked about it a lot in the podcast. It's this idea we have often, it's really hard when uh, we look to our partners to, again, like kind of do everything we're doing, you know, to to share things. And I totally hear what what Faith is saying here. She's saying like, hey, I, I just feel like I'm the only one who's ever planning all these things. He could do it. He has the ability, but he never takes the lead on that. And so there's a bunch of ways I'd, I'd like to talk about this. So people's 100% look different. I want to say that first. So what uh, you know, my capacity, for example, versus Gary's capacity, my ma'am, are very different. What I'm good at, what I bring to the table, different than what he's good at and what he brings to the table. And what can happen is it's very easy to sort of compare, uh, you know, if if I think, oh, I do all the cooking and shopping and maybe he does a lot of the yard work and that kind of thing. Well, cooking and shopping is a lot more hours than uh, yard work. It, it just is, you know, day, I do it every single day, right? And doing all that every day versus yard work, which gets done maybe once a week for a couple hours or something like that. But it can still feel very equitable, even though if we broke it down time-wise, obviously it's not equal at all. But if, if you feel like this person is um, doing everything they can with what they have, with the resources they have, meaning internal resources, mental resources, that they're really doing that, then that can feel good. And I know sometimes um, I've had people say like, I'm in there cooking dinner and he's on the couch, you know, watching sports or something. And yeah, I would, so I would say, there's a bunch of things I would say to that. So yeah, that doesn't feel good in and of itself. And I would say, is he then recharging his battery in a way 
that maybe he's now going to be a better partner. He's going to be able to be there with you later. Maybe he's going to take care, care of the kids after dinner. Maybe he just cleans up after dinner. Maybe you just have that agreement. I don't ever want you to be upset when your partner is relaxing. I want you to feel like, great, they're getting their their energy recharged. Uh, this whole idea that your part, you know, again, I say it a lot, you're a shared resource. So if your partner's drained, you're going to be drained and vice versa, though. So when I'm looking at what Faith is saying, I get it. You know, she's exhausted. She's <laughs> she's working full time. She's planning all the stuff. She's taking care of the money in the household. Girlfriend is working. And she's looking at him and yeah, he's doing stuff. He's, you know, whatever, but it's not what she's doing. And yeah, he'll go do something if she asks, but he won't take the initiative. And there's many pieces here. So the the first thing I would always say to folks is, why did you, why are you with this guy? That's your first question always. Why are you with this person? I don't think you're with them because they planned events well. They, and my guess is that this has been here since day, maybe not day one. Sometimes, you know, everyone's putting on their best face in the beginning of a relationship and doing things they don't do later. But usually you see a lot of those flags for how the person is. So, and again, things often change over time. Like, yeah, well, it was that way in the beginning and then we had kids. So now I'm expecting him to do more or, you know, we've now bought a house. So there's more responsibility. So now I'm expecting him to do more. And, you know, your, and your husband isn't necessarily thinking the same thing. He's like, I'm doing everything I can do. I am maxed. I am the fact that I'm so together at work and doing all that and making everything happen is all I have. I don't have anything else for home to to do. Now I'm not saying you want to stay in that relationship. And I'm not saying that that's a great thing. I'm saying this might be what it is though. And so you, and you want to ask yourself, okay, why did I, why did I first get with this guy? What was, it that made me feel like this is my person. And it's never, you know, that kind of stuff. What do I always say? You know, I'm not with Gary because he can mow the lawn well. It We're with them for other reasons, feeling safe, feeling cherished, feeling, you know, loved, respected, uh, whatever your thing is, whatever you love, you know, whatever you really pay attention to. So I, my guess is faith is not getting those things, that faith is not getting other things that are more important. And the problem when we start focusing on the things like, hey, you need to plan half of our activities or you need to do the dishes more or you need to whatever, is that we're missing the true point, which is the thing we're not getting. Because I got to tell you, and I, I think this is true for most people. When they're getting this like unconditional love and acceptance and they are getting all the goods, they often want to do even more for their partners. They are just, they're looking for things to do. They're like, how can I help more? <laughs> what else can I do? It's my guess is that Faith is not getting those other things. And then when this stuff happens, she's looking at it saying to herself, she's having a definition. That's what I would ask you, Faith. What are you saying this means? Does it mean he doesn't love you that he's not willing to plan things? Does it mean, I think you think it means that he doesn't think you're as important as work? You're not as important that you don't matter, that he can take advantage of you and it doesn't matter. And I don't think it means any of those things. And I don't think your husband would say it either. And that's the thing. And trust me, I talk to thousands of men on the other side of this often, and they're as clueless as can be about like, really? Wait, what are you talking about? Of course I love you. Of course I this. Of course I that. This is just not how they show their love. Uh, and so they're doing other things thinking that's showing their love. 
And this is often, you know, we get down to love languages and things like that, where people are, you know, maybe you show your love by some guys, they show their love by going to work and earning a paycheck and depositing an account and they feel like they're done. And I'm not saying that's quote unquote right. I'm just saying it's what is. So when you start assigning meaning and defining what you think it means to them, that's where you get into trouble. So I would say to Faith, I want you to ask him some questions. I want you to sit with your husband. And I want this for anyone listening who feels like they're in Faith's shoes to sit with their partner. And first of all, before you sit with that, I want you to think to yourself, what, why did I get with this person? What was it in the beginning, at least, or however long that really made me think this is my person? And again, if you're, if you think of some top stuff, you know, like, oh, I don't know that they're again, would always mow the lawn or they would always take out the garbage or they would always cook you meals or whatever it was. And they don't do that anymore. Uh, I want you to go a little deeper because again, that's not I mean, those are ways we feel love, but that's not the juice of it. You know, that's not the real meat of it. And you're looking at kind of the top thing. So I would ask you to kind of look at that first. And Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I would also ask you first to think, what if you didn't plan these things? It might be that you're planning them more for yourself than for the other person. You just want the other person to think it's as important as you do. Like, so for example, Faith might be going, well, this is something we do together. I'm doing this for the couple. This is really important. We have such a good time when we go do these things. It's so important to the two of us. I really, this is how I feel close. Well, then that's, Faith, that's that's yours. You know, that's how you feel close. So that might be a reason you would do it in the relationship because it's something you need, not necessarily what your partner needs. Um I can remember going on a you know business trip and cooking like a hundred meals and before I left and putting them all in the freezer so the family had food when I was gone. And you know, my hubby would have just assumed eating Domino's pizza every night and that I, you know, and that I had called every night to tell him how much I loved him instead. You know, there it's it's something that was important to me to make sure that people were fed and the kids had what they needed, whatever when I was gone. But it wasn't necessarily something that was important to him. But again, we can. So if I'm going to do it, if it's important to me, then that's my thing. And I'm again, it's nice when our partners support what's important to us. I'm not saying it's not, but I am saying that we can't hold them accountable to that. And when you do, and when you go after this stuff, is when relationships start to really fall apart because nobody feels appreciated. Trust me when I say this: everybody in a relationship feels like they're doing all they can. And everyone in the relationship 
feels like they're doing, usually they're doing more than the other person. I, that's not always true. Sometimes men really do concede that their partners do more. Uh, but not always. They often think I'm doing everything. And at the very least, they're saying I'm doing everything I can. So we get stuck, right? Well, these things still have to happen. The dishes still have to be put away. We have to clean up after the kids. We still want to go out on the weekends and do things. We want to plan vacations. So what? I'm just supposed to do all that because you say you're done. So I get it. I get it where you go in your head. And what I'm saying is you got to dig deeper than talking about that top issue. You have to go down a little bit. And a lot of times our partners don't really understand what these things mean to us. And so they don't hold the value they hold for us. And so they don't really get why they should put in extra effort to do it. And I, I really want to say that. I know it seems obvious. Many, and You probably have told your partner many times, hey, this is really important to me. I really need you to do this thing. So you're thinking as I'm talking, well, Abby, I've told them. How could they not know? They don't know. I'm telling you, they don't know. Because I sit in sessions with them, with the couple, and the other person is looking off into space like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, like doesn't hear it somehow, doesn't really or hears it, but doesn't really take it in as what it truly is. Because to them, it's not that important. So even though you're saying it is, they're sort of dismissing it because they want to match what they believe, not what you believe. And that's not because people are mean and horrible. It's because they're people. That's what people do. That's that's what happens. So I would want Faith to be asking her man a lot of questions. So maybe she starts with, you know, and again, you want to do this all set up, right? With love, a loving intention. You have to go into this conversation with curiosity. Curiosity, not that you're right, not that he should be doing these things, but okay, I'm really curious what he thinks. You know, let me find out. You got to figure out, he's not trying to hurt you. I, I'm telling you, your your man, your woman, whoever is not trying to hurt you. That is such a rare thing. They often are doing everything they can. And again, kind of clueless. So you want to help them have an aha. And that means you have to ask questions so they can start thinking about this. They can start to, to bring this in, like what you're really talking about. Because trust me, they have not understood it. I know it seems that way that they have, but they haven't. So set it up with love that, you know, really think and, and ask them like, hey, can we talk later? I really, I want to, you know, and, and keep it light and lovey. Um, I've got some stuff I really want to go over with you and I want to figure out together. I need us to brainstorm some stuff. And that is what you need. You, you're trying to brainstorm together. It's not, I'm right. And you have to come where I am. It's what am I not seeing? It, you have to go in there like you're wrong. Not that you're, <laughs> it, don't yell at me. Stop writing nasty comments below the YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> not that you're wrong about the whole thing. It's not about that, but you have to understand you're missing something. Your partner's not trying to hurt you. And the way you've been coming at this hasn't been working. So let's do something that works. Let's listen differently. Let's open ourselves up. So, and you want to approach this like a brainstorming love session. So the first thing you might ask, you might just come in and, and, you know, be honest and say, you know, I've been really struggling <laughs> with, you know, the fact that I like to plan things and do all that and you don't. I'm just struggling with this and I'm trying to figure out how we can together figure this out together. So I'm going to ask you some questions. I want to understand what you think about it. And that's when you have to listen like you're wrong. Really listen. What do they think about it? Don't and don't 
I again, I did a whole podcast on how to listen effectively. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Go listen to that for what to do and not to do. But basically, you want to not interrupt, not defend, not, I mean, just let them talk. Ask questions, let them talk. If you want to take some notes, you can do that, but really try to sit and take it in. And so one of the things, first things I'd ask is, do you, hey, what do you feel about our relationship? Do, to you, does it feel equitable? Do you feel like it's very kind of 50-50 that we're both sort of putting in the same amount or 100-100, however you want to say that? Do you feel like you're putting in 100% in this relationship? Does it feel that way? Because that will tell you a lot right there. If your partner says, yeah, I am always putting in 100%, that's then you have different questions to ask, don't you? If your partner says, well, you know, I've, I have to admit, I've been really tired lately. I admit I've been kind of not. I've been putting in probably, you know, 70%. <laughs> I've not been putting in 100. Then you want to ask different questions down that route. But do you see what we've done already? We've already opened a dialogue. So you might then say, well, so when I say to you, when I ask you, hey, could you make the plans for this vacation? Or could you, you know, think of something for us to do together this weekend? I hear that a lot. What goes through your head? I really want to know. Do you just sort of ignore it, right? And don't get, you know, you got to enter that they can answer any way that's the truth for them. They have to feel that that's true because you really do want to know. And they might say, well, no, I'm listening. You know, you know, I, I, I do listen, but then I forget. And, you know, and so again, just keep asking questions and be curious. So, and you can say to them, well, I see you doing things at work and I see you really, do you feel like you forget a lot at work? Is this something that's everywhere or is it just with me? I, I'm trying to figure out what's missing. I'm trying to, for us to figure out what us, us to figure out what the missing pieces are here. Um, on a scale of one to six, how important is it to you that we go out on the weekends, that we go on vacation, on we whatever? Because you might find out, that's the question I ask. At the time about me cooking before I went on business trips, and I got to tell you, the answer was a one when I thought it was a six, <laughs> or at least a five. Uh, it wasn't important at all. It was only important to me. So find out, find out, is this really important? And even asking that, they might say, yeah, it's a six. I love the things we do. I love what you plan. It's so great. That will give you information. That's there too. You might ask, um, so how important do you, oh no. So you might go from here to, well, when I've asked you to do things and you haven't done it, what are you thinking? I'm thinking about that. Like, what is, are you thinking about me and the fact that you're not doing it? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Are you know, worried about how upset I'm going to be? Are, does any of that even kind of coming up? Like, what's the, what's your thinking? I really want to know. And you really do have to want to know and you really do have to be curious. And if you go in with that intention, you will get you will get feedback about it. Um, you might ask, what do you think your biggest contributions to the couple are? I want you know, like, what do you feel like your best thing is in this relationship? What do you bring that's amaze balls? Like, I know what I think you do that's amazing, but I want to hear what you think you do that's amazing. What are the things that you think are the best things you bring to the table? And this is a wonderful conversation to have anyway. I want to say. These are, do you see what's happening here? We are deepening the conversation. What do I say all the time? You have to connect to correct. We are now connecting. 
We are now creating a connection between the two of us so that we can look, we can correct, we can look at this problem. But if you keep coming at the problem with, I'm right, you're wrong, you just need to get on board, that's where we're missing things. Because you might be surprised. You might decide, you know what? Vacations are not that important to my partner. They are to me, so I'm going to take them on. I'm just going to, but you're going to do it with a different head. Maybe you're going to keep taking on vacations, but you're going to say to them, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep planning our weekend things, but we need a cleaning person. We need to figure out in the budget right now where we're going to get someone to do some other things around here because I, I can't do all the things and I'd rather do these fun things than that. So how can we afford to do that? Uh, you might, you know, do you see what I'm saying? It's within the two of you. It doesn't mean I don't want Faith to keep taking on things and taking on things and taking on things. I want Faith to really think about what am I doing? <laughs> what do I not need to do? What can I take off the plate? What do I think is important and is not? What am I assuming about what my partner thinks about this? What are the definitions that are happening? And then I want her to ask herself, what, I want to know what faith is telling herself the lack of fairness or equity means. And again, we t I, I touched on this briefly before. Uh, does it mean that he doesn't love her? Does it mean he doesn't think she's important? Does it mean her voice doesn't count? And again, if she does think that, I think that's showing up other places in the relationship that are way more important than planning activities. I'm telling you now, it is a deeper thing when we feel like our partners don't cherish us. And maybe that just means that they need to start um, spending different kinds of quality time together that aren't, maybe that's the whole reason this is so important to faith. She feels that lack. And when they're together doing these like kind of fun things, she feels the connection. But when they're home, she doesn't. So she's really wanting to, I think I just hit something, by the way. I'm like having a spidey, my spidey senses are tingling. So I think that is what's going on is my guess. Uh, and so that's why that's important to Faith. And that's why she's feeling, you know, uh, hurt, really hurt. I think Faith is hurt. And by the way, Faith, you're doing a great job with the letter, though not feeling hurt. You know what I mean? Like not trying to just blame him and call him an a-hole or something. I mean, she did a really good job, I think, trying to take responsibility here. And she does. Uh, and we have to figure out what this is all really about. What does fairness mean to you in the relationship? And, and why is it important? What do you think isn't fair? What are you getting or not getting? Because again, what you're getting isn't about the things people do. Uh, necessarily. I mean, I get that. That can like show up on the top. But in the same way, let me, this example, I had a client whose um, uh, husband used to buy her things all the time. Like he was very, very, very generous and would send flowers for no reason. I mean, all the things. This guy was a G when it came to the gift giving. And he really gave like thoughtful birthday gifts and all this other stuff. However, she was feeling neglected. Because the kind of intimacy she was looking for, he was not giving her. They weren't having like deeper conversations. They weren't um, really connecting on that truly emotional, intimate level. Whenever she tried to have those conversations, he would sort of dismiss it. If she was really hurt by something that happened in the relationship, he would minimize it. Um, and she was, so all the presence in the world didn't make up for what she truly needed and was missing. Right. And she would say it all the time. I don't, I would rather you didn't give me another gift and I got this other thing instead. So that's 
that's what it's about. It's about really figuring out what your deal breaker is, what the thing is that you really need, you really want, uh, you have to have to feel truly loved and accepted in this relationship and work on that. I think that the uh, looking at, you know, what everyone's doing or not doing is a way of avoiding the true question. And that's what I want Faith and you and everyone to do. So when you're looking at your relationship, and it's not feeling fair. It's feeling like you do too much. I want you to, again, look at the emotional labor. That's a whole other thing. I'm not trying to talk about that today. But I want you to come with your partner and start asking these more meaningful questions. Get off of this idea that you're right, that it should, quote unquote, be another way. Stop just asking for things and not having your need met because that's not doing it either. That's craziness. And come to a way of having a conversation so that you can really figure out together, brainstorm together how to get this other thing met. And what I have had happen with couples is that when the partner finds out, uh, like really understands how important this thing is to their partner, they actually start to make it a priority. They just, again, didn't get it. I, I know, again, it seems crazy, but they didn't get it no matter how much you said it, no matter how much you put it out there. Because telling someone something is different than them coming up with the aha on their own. They have, you can't give anyone an aha. They have to integrate it. And the only way you figure that out is by asking them questions, by helping to uncover what they're really thinking and feeling about a situation. Once you do that, you get to the gold. And that is how you get more fairness and more equity in your relationship. So there you have it. Hopefully this was uh, helpful to a lot of people out there, not just uh, my wonderful person who wrote in. And uh, as always, you can send in your questions to Abby at abbymetcalf.com. I can't you know, wait to answer them. I know I probably said a lot of things today that were very controversial to you. I hope you can listen with an open heart. And again, listen like you're wrong. It doesn't mean I'm right either. It just means that I have another viewpoint that you might want to look at if you are unhappy in this area. And to the very least, to try or to take what you want and leave the rest. You don't have to believe everything to have find some pieces that really worked for you. Uh, that's it for this week. I love spending time with you. Thank you for writing in. I love our connection. I love our relationship. And that's the whole point. We have a relationship. We are in a relationship together and we get to be honest with each other. We get to put our opinions out there and have them hopefully heard and uh, listened to and, you know, dissected and decided upon because that's the relationship. And you're not just going to hear one thing and go, ah, screw her. Or one thing and think, oh, she's a genius. You know, it's really always about listening all the time with an ear for yourself, for what you know to be true in your own life, and with an openness, a compassion, and a kindness. Okay. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? 
And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.